Section 12 of the Algonquin Legends of New England. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Algonquin Legends of New England, or Myths and Folklore of the Micmac, Passamaquoddy, and Penobscot Tribes, by Charles Godfrey Leland. Section 12 how a certain wicked witch sought to cajole the great and good Glooskap, and of her punishment. Micmac. Nkarneo of old time. Once it came to pass that Glooskap met with an evil witch, and she had made herself like unto a fair young girl, and believed that he could not know who she was. And she asked him to take her with him in his canoe. So they sailed out over a summer sea, and as they went, the witch sought to beguile him with sweet words. But he answered not, for he wist will what kind of passenger he had on board. And as they went on she played her cajoleries, but he remained grim as a bear. Then she, being angry, showed it, and there arose a great storm. The wind howled over the waves as they rose and fell, like white wolves jumping while they run. The first lightnings flashed, and the sky grew dark as night. The master was angered that so mean a creature dared to play him such tricks, and paddling the canoe to the beach he leaped ashore. Then, giving the bark with the witch in it, a push out to sea, he cried to her, Sail thou with the devil, but never be in human form again, O she-beast. Then she, being frightened, said, Master, what wilt thou that I become? And he replied, Whatever thou wilt, that grace alone I give thee and in despair she plunged into the waters, and became a kigunibe, a ferocious fish, which has upon its back a great fin, which it shows like a sail when swimming through the water. So the canoe and the witch became one in the evil fish, and the Indians to this day when they see it cry, See the witch, who is punished by the great master. Now of sinful men, evil beasts, foul sorcerers, witches and giants, there were in those days many, who sought to do great harm to Glooskap. But of them all there did not escape any, verily, no, not one. Of other men who went to Glooskap for gifts, Micmac. Nkarnayu, would enit atukagen Glooskap. Of the old times, this is a story of Glooskap. Now there went forth many men unto Glooskap, hearing that they could win the desires of their hearts, and all got what they asked for, in any case. But as for having what they wanted, that depended on the wisdom with which they wished or acted. The good Glooskap liked it not, when he had told any one evenly and plainly what to do, that men should then act otherwise, or double with him. And it came to pass that a certain fool, of the kind who can do nothing unless it be in his own way, made a long journey to the master. And his trials were indeed many, for he came to an exceeding high mountain in a dark and lonely land, where he heard no sound. And the ascent thereof was like a smooth pole, and the descent on the other side far worse, for it hung over the bottom. Yet it was worse beyond, for there the road lay between the heads of two huge serpents, almost touching each other, who darted their terrible tongues at those who went between. And yet again the path passed under the wall of death. Now this wall, hung like an awful cloud over a plain, rising and falling at times, yet no man knew when. And when it fell it struck the ground, and that so as to crush all that was beneath it. But the young man escaped all these trials, and came to the island of the great master. 
and when he had dwelt there a certain time, and was asked what he would have, he replied, If my lord will, let him give me a medicine which will cure all disease. More than this he asked not. So the master gave him a certain small package, and said, Herein is that which thou seekest, but I charge thee that thou lettest not thine eyes behold it, until thou shalt reach thy home. So he thanked the master, and left. But he was not far away, ere he desired to open the package and test the medicine, and yet more, the truth of the master. And he said to himself, Truly, if this be but a deceit, it was shrewdly devised to bid me not open it till I returned. For he knew well that once so far I would make no second journey to him. Tush! If the medicine avail aught, it cannot change in aught. So he opened it when that which was therein fell to the ground and spread itself like water everywhere, and then dried away like a mist. And when he returned and told his tale, men mocked him. Then again there were three brothers, who, having adventured, made known their wishes. Now the first was very tall, far above all his fellows, and vain of his comeliness. For he was of those who put bark or fur into their moccasins, that they may be looked up to by the little folk, and be loved by the squaws and his hair was plastered to stand up on high, and on the summit of it was a very long turkey-tail feather. And this man asked to become taller than any Indian in all the land. And the second wished that he might ever remain where he was to behold the land and the beauty of it, and to do naught else. And the third wished to live to an exceeding old age, and ever to be in good health. Now the three, when they came to the island, had found there three wigwams, and in two of these were dwellers, not spoken of in other traditions. In one lived Kul Pujot, a very strange man, for he has no bones and cannot move himself, but every spring and autumn he is rolled over with hand-spikes by order of Glooskap, and this is what his name means in the Micmac tongue. And in the autumn he is turned towards the west, but in the spring towards the east, and this is a figure of speech denoting the revolving seasons of the year. With his breath he can sweep down whole armies, and with his looks alone he can work great wonders, and all this means the weather—frost, snow, ice, and sunshine. And in the other wigwam dwelt Kukwa, M, which means earthquake, and this mighty man can pass along under the ground and make all things shake and tremble by his power. Now when Glooskap had heard what these visitors wished for, he called for earthquake, and bid him take them all three, and put them with their feet in the ground. And he did so, when they at once became three trees, as one tradition declares pines, and another cedars. So that he that would be tall became exceeding tall, for his head rose above the forest, and even the turkey feather at the top thereof is not forgotten, since to this day it is seen waving in the wind and he who will listen in a pine wood may hear the tree murmuring all day long in the Indian tongue of the olden time. E nil etuchi nek mekilaskitop, e nil etuche whisky nek nkil uskejin. Oh, I am such a great man! Oh, I am such a great Indian! And the second, who would remain in the land, remains there, for while his roots are in the ground he cannot depart from it. And the third, who would live in long health, unless men have cut him down, is standing as of yore. End of section 12